Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Peak and Flow podcast. Today I'm going to talk about a very simple concept and that concept is hold the tension. Now I first read or kind of grasped the concept of holding the tension in a book by Graham Winter called Mindful Cricket. Play brave, play clever, play better. <laughs> How to create the mindset you need to be the best cricketer you can be. Now, Part of the work I do is working with athletes on their frame of mind and how they approach training and how they approach sport and competition, how they can help reduce the stakes when it matters the most and when the stakes are highest, uh, among many other things. And so cricket is a sport to me that I played a lot growing up. I love the strategy in it. And so that's what really, I guess, attracted me to a very simple book, but a very quite useful book as well. There's many other books such as The Inner Game of Tennis, um, or any game of golf written by Tim Galloway um, that can be exceptionally beneficial when it comes to this. Yet, Hold the Tension by Graham Winter, as he put it forward in that book, was the first time that I really, even though I understood what he was talking about, I never actually grounded or framed that style of thinking and, and way of being, really. And so what Hold the Tension means uh, in that aspect is... In competition, there are moments where tension is felt and if you're able to maintain your nerve, you're able to hold that tension rather than crack or rather than keel over or roll over and let the competition literally steamroll over you, so to speak. Your ability to hold that tension is what keeps you in that competition. And so what I've learned and what I know is that this can be replicated in sport, obviously, Yet it's also in business, absolutely, in holding the tension within negotiations, um, within relation to sales, all of that, being comfortable and holding the tension, yet it's also in conversations and coaching. And I mean that in the sense of, could be gym floor coaching, but I mean that in the sense of developmental coaching. And this has made a profound shift. Now, I mentioned this on my last podcast when I had Jenna on, because I asked her a really difficult question. And at one point, she's like, oh, like this is a really hard question to answer it's like yeah i'm 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 completely okay with holding that tension because in that tension you don't and i didn't say this specifically to her but you can go back and listen to it you don't have to answer it correctly but we're going to navigate a really difficult question to find out what really comes up and what arises and what may be true or maybe what might be the truth behind the truth and so the ability to to do that within our conversations and coaching and relationships can be so profound because what it means is that you're kind of holding that person to the fire on behalf of love, on behalf of care, on behalf of compassion, but really holding that tension with them and seeing what can arise from that rather than it being some form of power play, so to speak. So the thing, the, the interesting thing about that tension, and this is the relationship that we have t- with tension can be what gets in the way of this because often people might feel like there's tension that we have to kind of ease. It's like, well, I'm exceptionally comfortable with tension. I mean that in the sense, is it A, intentional? Is the tension, does it have like, what's the positive intention behind that tension? What's it on behalf of? If it's tension for the sake of tension, then we're dealing with something else. We're we're, we're moving away from the whole point of holding the tension. But when it's on behalf of discomfort, which is on behalf of growth, which is on behalf of potential, now we're in a completely different space. Because if you have a coach in any aspect 
that can hold that tension with you, that's when we get the best out of you. If you have a coach that's just going to roll over or if you're a coach that doesn't want to create that tension, you're never going to get the best out of the person. Yet, it's a balance and it's a dance because if you go too much tension, firstly, what's it on behalf of? What's my intention of of pushing that? Then you're going to lose the person as well. And so, your ability to build this capacity to hold the tension is, is so profound in so many different areas of life in so many different ways. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So, what we do know is that this tension can point to discomfort. It can point to growth. It can point to fears. It can point to these things that if we were to move through, in other words, to overcome, but to move through on the other side of that tension, which is kind of like frustration, which is another part of the conversation. But if we, on the other side of that tension usually is some form of a breakthrough. And I mean that from like a profound thought to a realization to an aha moment. But on the other side of that tension is usually the opposite of tension. Like frustration is a precursor to learning. And so our ability to be okay with holding that tension, either being the person that's being asked or being the asker, is really, really quite profound. So let's talk about what we mean when we say asking. Well, asking is both mind and body. And... We can ask our body of something every single time we train. We're asking something of ourselves, right? As we're journaling, as we're reflecting, as we're meditating, we're still asking something of ourselves, of mind. So it's this balance of actually what am I asking of self and what am I asking of other in the ability to really pay attention to what that tension is on behalf of. And so that's an interesting thing because... When commonly when people think of the word ask, they are actually thinking I'm asking you of something. Whereas that's what we do in many ways. One of the ways that we gain better mobility in our body, in our joints, is to continually ask, gently ask of more range of that joint. Right? And over time, what was once creep loaded one particular way, and you could think of that as in like a habituated pattern of movement right, gets really, really rigid. It creates a lot of tension, funny enough. gets really rigid. Now, we do that with our thinking. A habituated way of thinking after a while gets really, really, really rigid. And so our ability to gently ask, what possibly could there be? What, what What else could I be missing? What are the other possibilities that could open up? When we ask of mind and body, we're able to start to really gain flexibility in mind and body. And our ability to be calm within that tension, right? That's literally maintaining a calm mind. So clear mind, present, our ability to be okay with what arises in the moment, both in ourselves and in other people. And then calm in body. And that means, so the actual term is actually arousal, in the same way as um, stimulation is probably the way to think of that, the way we're using the word arousal there. It's more about am I heightened in a sense of threat? That's also arousal. Am I heightened in the sense of being feeling like I need to protect myself? Being able to stay calm with that is such a profound state to allow ourselves to really, really be here, right, rather than be concerned about what might be coming around the corner and then reacting in body in this current moment because none of that's actually happening here. 
It's the ability to be nice and calm and the ability to keep a nice, calm mind that allows us to hold that tension and and let the tension be like an earthquake or, or maybe not an earthquake, maybe, what are they called? Mini little earthquakes. <laughs> you get tremors. There we go. Like a tremor, but your ability to stay calm and collected in both mind and body during that tremor. And so the tension is that tremor. But staying calm, collected, clear, focused, and okay in mild uncertainty is really what drives profound change long-term because the tremors can get larger and you stay calmer. And that's the best thing about the practice of this over time is that we get better and better and better at it. But the way that we really integrate this is... And I would call this courageous in the sense of being able to be okay with holding the tension because, and the reason why I say it's, it's courageous and how I'm using that is you've got to be willing to lose. You've got to be willing to lose. You've got to be willing to be wrong. And if you're okay with losing and you're okay with being wrong in the sense that you know that's part of the process, then that's courageous. When we're not okay with losing, when we're not okay with being wrong, and sometimes people wear this as a badge of honor, we tend to end up doing things that don't align with our values or maybe a core value or a shared value and we do things based on not being seen to be wrong and not being seen to be a loser. Whereas we know, if we look at the greatest sports stars that ever played it, they've lost heaps of games. But they understand that over the process of their career and beyond, it's more about the games we're choosing to play. And the more we play those games, the more wins we get on the board, the better we get at holding the tension and the more leverage we have in holding that tension. And so the key thing for this for you and what I would encourage you to do is to keep playing, keep showing up, hold that tension, hold your ground, stay in your body, keep a calm mind and back yourself. And on that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you'd pass it on to someone that you think would also enjoy this podcast. If you haven't already, you can grab a copy of my book, Mining Yourself, anywhere online that sells books, even on my website. You all should be able to see we've just released new dates for our retreats. All the dates and all of the um, other events are all in the show notes. Check them out. As always, feel free to reach out. I'd love to chat to you, but I'm out. Until next time, peace and pizza. I'll see you soon. <laughs>